Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out-of-this-world conversations with extraordinary people. And today, my guest is Liz Perlin O'Hara, and we're going to bring her on in just a moment. But first, a couple of announcements. If you haven't yet, grab my free 20-minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides. Make sure you grab that on my website, mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. And if you're coming to Hawaii, specifically to the big island, Kona side, come on one of my big island UFO tours where you will be able to experience the night sky in a whole new way using my advanced generation three military night vision goggles. And more information on that, my website is bigislandufotours.com. So without further ado, we're going to bring Liz on the screen. Hi, Liz. Hi. So let me Thanks. share. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, sorry. Thank you for being here. Yeah. And thank you for having me. <laughs> so let me share with our audience um, your bio, because I think we're going to have a really fun conversation and looking forward to this. So Liz Perlin O'Hara is an energy healer, medical intuitive artist, Reiki master, and interdimensional healer. She helps intuitive healers who passionately help others, but still feel blocked in their own lives and are looking to go from struggling with uncertainty to stepping into their best life by removing the blocks that are still keeping them from living their heaven on earth. She's helped hundreds of people heal from physical and emotional pain. And as a recognized artist turned energy healer, turned energy healing artist, she's discovered the power of her channeled fine art frequency healing portals to attune her clients to the exact frequencies they need to heal and expand. Well, that sounds really interesting. I look forward to hearing more about that. So Thanks. first, though, I would love to understand your background, like um, how you grew up, spiritual, religious, something else. How did you get into the work that you do? So this is kind of interesting because I actually kind of knew that you were going to ask this question because I um, listened to some of your other interviews. And um and this, and this sort of moment came to mind. You know how, like, there are these moments where, like, a thought or a sentence stuck out to you, like, just mm. sort of out of space and time? Yeah. And so um, I don't remember, like, a lot about my childhood in certain ways. Mm -hmm. But um, I remember being probably around the age of seven and I was, um, I was at religion and, um, I'm pretty sure it was the story of Jonah and the whale. And, um, the kids all started asking the teacher like these questions about, but how, like, you know, about the mechanics of it. Right. Yeah. And, and I, and I think whatever answer she gave was just to like move on to the next topic. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, I get it. They're just stories. Mm. And I had this sort of disconnect. Um, so I feel like I spent most of my life as an agnostic. Um, right. And so because I was thinking about this, that this morning, um, I was reminded of something else, which is... Um, like when my intuition opened, so my intuition turned off pretty, pretty early. Um, I know this now having reopened it and reconnected with it. Yeah. Um, and when it first reopened, I was told, and I usually say I was, I'm guided to do things, but I was told to read the Old Testament. And so I feel almost like, um, you know, for anyone who does energy healing, like there's these parts of us that are like turned off to be held for us for a later time. Yeah. And I almost feel that way about this. Like this was an opportunity for me to sort of be ready to like understand it as it was given to me as an adult, you know? And that's not to say that I haven't had like these, these moments along the way of sort of spirituality, but, um, Anyway, it made me think about that. Um, in terms of my family, like we were pretty, I grew up in a pretty intellectual 
um, like typical suburban household. And I don't know exactly why I felt the need at the at a young age to turn off my intuition. I've only been exploring that for the last five, 10 years, you know, <laughs> but there's, there's something about that. Um, but I was also reminded as I was, you know, my mother is an intuitive person, like uh, in, you know, and for all the ways that she's, um, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question fully, but um, but these little these little stories came to my mind about like um, you know she would like often answer the phone and say I was just thinking about you, or she'd wake up in the morning and you know say to my father like um, I visited with my brother last night as opposed to I had a dream about him. And so there were these things that um, I had never really put together that like, you know, um, like even just little stories like um, I went to the bank and I took out $300. Like, I don't know why I remember this one, but I went to the bank and I took out $300. And would you believe I broke down and they towed my car. And when I got to the you know, to the lot, they said, oh, well, that'll be $300. And I just, like, those are, you know, I never connected that with intuition before, but that, um, I don't know what that's about, but for some reason I was like protecting this part of me so that it could come to me at the right time. Does that make sense? Okay. It does. Well, so yeah. yes, what did you do in, in like, in between like did you have another career at first before you decided to shift into this i did so i went to art school actually that's sort of interesting too so i went to art school this sort of falls into the religious category as well and it has to do with a bit of being like you know outside of it in a way um in the sense that um so I went to I went to art school for some time and I was an art teacher for um, over 20 years. Um, and then we may circle back to this later. I'm not sure. But there were some events that sort of took me down this other other road. Um, but even that, like, you know, learning art history, like I had these great opportunities to travel and see, you know, churches and the artwork in the churches. And, you know, um, you know, centuries ago, the congregations didn't read. And so the artwork was their, you know, tool to to know the stories. And there was this common language in the in the visual images. And um I really connected with that too, as part of, um, you know, my um, artistic language, I guess you could say. Okay. I feel like that may be relevant as we get into the yeah. channeling that I'm doing now. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, being an artist definitely is a channeled kind of thing. I fully believe, you know, whether yeah. like making, creating art, being a songwriter or uh oh. <laughs> You disappeared for a moment. I know, I know. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, so, you know, you, again, whether you're a songwriter, a choreographer, you're creating some kind of art form, um, that is a sense of channeling or you're writing. So I would love, yeah, if you want to go into that now. Sure. Um, no, I'm realizing that more and more because, um, I left it for a while, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, um, I just wasn't connecting with making things anymore for, for quite some time. Um, but I'm realizing now that in my twenties, when I was doing that work, I didn't know that was channeling, but there's a zone that you get into. Right. Yeah. Um, and so now one of the, um, main things that I do, I do make, um, you know, pieces that are um, more generic, but I do a lot of commissioned work where I channel for people. And I I get into sort of this state almost like um, where the energy just comes through. Um, and I record it. I record what comes through as a physical, um, almost like a sculpture of energy. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. And so I record those as photographs. And in the beginning, I would edit them. Um, and I don't, I don't edit them anymore. Um, because I feel like, you know, when you're saying that they're channeled, it's like they're, it's almost like it's given to me. And it's, you know, I, I it's like this um, nothingness that I go into. <laughs> and it's not nothingness, it's a vastness, right? Or a stillness that, you know, that is given to me. It, I feel like, you know, and I, and I didn't start out doing that. I did channeling for healing first for some time. And then this sort of just broke back open for me. So. Okay. Well, so then let's back up a little. So how did you okay. get into the, the more of the healing, the channeling of the healing work that you do? Yeah. So, um, Another one of those moments. Um, okay, let's see. So um, my husband had some things happen that brought him into sort of this severe illness. Mm. And um, he was somehow guided to go to um, to this shamanic practitioner. And I went with him. Mm-hmm. And when he left, and this wasn't the end of the road, this was the beginning, but he was literally three inches taller. And I was like, wow, there's something to this, you know? Um, Like, he, I mean, you could see, you could see that whatever she took from him did something, right? And so um, I ended up, like, starting to um, become open to it, interested in it, and exploring different things. I learned how to do shamanic journeying. Um, I went to these, some, these things called, um, systemic family constellations. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was still teaching. Um, and then, um, I started, you know, I've got attuned to Reiki and so on. Um, and then actually this is interesting because I, we moved and I took another teaching job, but I knew that I was supposed to be doing something else. So I said I was going to stay at that job for three years and I ended up staying a fourth year Mm -hmm. and the fourth year, like almost immediately, I got really, really sick. Like I ended up being undiagnosed Lyme disease, but I was so sick that like I, my knees swelled up. I had to have them drained. I couldn't walk. Like it was really something like I haven't experienced anything like that before, you know? Um, and so I decided I was going to, you know, become a Reiki master. I wanted to learn theta healing and I wanted to start doing things so that first of all, I could get better. And Mm -hmm. secondly, that I didn't have a job that was, um, so like physically, you know, um, demanding because I couldn't do it. (laughs) Um, But it's like, it's like whatever gets you there, right? Right. Because the, you know, the coursework that I was doing included these like, um, you know, um, DNA activations and, um, you know, um, light language activations and I was like that's nice you know I'm gonna do my like my NLP my theta healing I really like timeline therapy that's cool you know but like then it just I mean guess what like that's the thing that like I feel like I can't do without (laughs) you know what I'm saying (laughs) so um yeah and then um and then it just sort of snowballed from there. So um, so I actually heard on one of your interviews that you were talking about how your hands activated. Yeah. Light language. Yeah. And so that was my first, um, that was my first thing that happened for me it was, you know, like okay. I, when I worked on people, there was always like moving the energy with my hands and I didn't even know it was light language. I just was doing it. And um, now I'm like much less shy about it. Like I just do it while I'm having conversations, not with anybody, but you know, if I'm working with somebody and so on. Um, yeah. And, um, and what I really learned was to follow my intuition 
And so then there are a few more things that happened after that that kept leading me down the road to where I am now. So okay, well, go ahead and share if you want okay. to what those cool. are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So the first thing that happened was, um, well, I'm just going to say this because I feel like it's relevant. So I was in already in like my early 40s when my intuition sort of really started to come, like I was getting information all the time. And I actually didn't say this part earlier, but part of my motivation was I really needed to get trained on what to do with it because at times it would kind of be overwhelming. Right. And so it's like, you know, um, so, but one of the messages I got was that I was going to have another baby and I already had three kids and I was, you know, then I turned 44 and then I turned 45 and I was like, okay, I'm not going to have another baby. <laughs> I mean, I'm 50. I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> so this is what, so this I think is kind of interesting. So that I, do you know IET integrated energy therapy? Um, I don't know. It involves like body work and also an attunement, um, but it's not quite like Reiki. Um, and I was looking up something. I mean, this is how I find so many things. Like I was looking up something random on online mm -hmm. and this course popped up in front of me, like this woman popped up in front of me and I was like, um, I called her and as soon as I talked to her, I'm like, I need to do that. Like I need to go there. Now she was like five hours away. I already had three kids. Like I wasn't a person who was just going to pack up and like, you know, rent a car for the weekend and go, yeah. but I knew I was supposed to go, um, <clears throat> to this, to this training. Mm -hmm. Um, and oh my gosh, I don't know what the people, I mean, it was a small group, but I don't know what they thought of me. Cause like, I feel like there was this one point at the second day, where all of a sudden, like, so, like you had to do this sort of, you know, like inner work also. And I just said, I don't know who I am. And I just started crying. And then she gave out the awards and she had to take a picture of me. And I was like, <laughs> but I, something just like, you know, cracked open. And so there's this attunement. And um, I know we're here to talk about, um, you know, um, certain topics or no, doesn't matter. Okay. Well, as long as it's in the spiritual realm and it educates people, it we're good. Awesome. Well, yeah. so this woman, it turns out, happened to be, um, you know, part of the Lumir, like active in the Lumerian Sisterhood, and I didn't know anything about that at all. And it was another like, oh, that's nice, right? When mm -hmm. she did the the um, you know, the activation on me at the attunement, I had so much energy in actually in my hands. Like, I didn't know what to do with it. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this energy, like where to put it. So it turns out, and I didn't know this until a few months later, that I had conceived, um, like the week before I went to this retreat. Okay. And I wasn't like, I wasn't like actively, you know, like trying to get pregnant, but I didn't even realize that until like, you know, down the road. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if I want to say this about her, but I do feel like she's got this very strong energy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, my baby, my daughter, she is, um, she's one now. And, um, you know, when I was pregnant, I had some other healers who, who said the same. And then I, I feel like, um, it's part of why it's not the only reason why, but it's certainly a big part of why I drove five hours to go sit with a group of strangers for something that I didn't even know. what it was. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things, what I love about that so much is that, so my guess, um, I don't know if you know your human design, but my guess is you're either a generator or a manifesting generator and you have sacral inner authority based mm. on, how quickly you made that decision. <laughs> and so, and I resonate with that because when I, um, when I first came across past life regression therapy, I didn't, you know, I was in this session, this group session with Denise Lynn. I had never heard of her before, but after that one thing, I'm like, Oh my God, I need to learn how to do this from that lady right there. And, right, right. And so the next month, 
I was at her house getting trained. <laughs> so, and I didn't know how I was going to make it happen, but I just knew I had to be there. So I totally right. that. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and that's the biggest gift of like having the intuition and actually as sad as it is of not having had it for so long, because I know what it feels like when you're getting a message and you just sort of push it away and say, that doesn't make sense. And it's, you know, there's a certain flow um, to saying, okay, that doesn't make sense to me right now. But if I'm supposed to do this, like, Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to do this, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I, for people listening or watching, like, yeah, think about that. How many times in your life have you turned to logic or fear? Like, that doesn't make sense. I don't know how I'm going to make something happen or like, or even staying in a situation that's really toxic or unhealthy and overriding your own intuition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyone who can really help others like you're doing and I'm doing to help tap into that intuition that everyone has, Mm -hmm. or we can be in flow with the universe and have a beautiful world. Yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful. (laughs) So, well, okay. So now with the work that you do, Um, how do you decide what someone needs or do they say, I want this kind of session with you? Okay. So that's a good question. So I typically work with, I mean, I'm I'm happy to help everyone, but um, I typically work with intuitive healers. Um, And this is actually a nice segue. I feel like from what you were just talking about, Um, because um, I feel like for many of us, it is, um, easier or more natural to read somebody else's energy and sort of go in and and soften or smooth or release whatever it is that that needs to be healed and um like we all need a hand you know um especially when it comes to our own our own fields i guess you could say our own sort of struggles Mm um and so um I'm going to tell you that I forgot the question. Sorry. <laughs> you were going to tell us how you work with clients. Like, okay. Yes. And so, um, so I, um, I use like the framework of theta healing. That's typically how we begin. So I'll connect with their energy, um, calling guides, ancestors, and so on. Um, and then, you know, um, we usually talk first so that they say what's going on. Um, and then we sort of spend a bit of time finding what the root is, like what, what the real thing that it's stemming from, or if it's a, it's a a broader thing, or, you know, if it has to do with, um, um, beliefs that need to be cleared or trauma or, um, ancestral patterns and so on. Um. And so then I, you know, we can continue to work in sessions where I, um, I do use a lot of light language. Um, and you know, um, it's, it's so interesting to me how everybody's energy is different. Like it's such a gift that I I, like that people allow me to experience that with them because it's like, I can't explain it, but it's like, I have just been amazed by what it feels like, what some people's energy feels like. And I leave saying, well, I've never felt that before, you know? Um, But, you know, it's, it's not about me, right? It's about like moving, releasing, shifting, and so on. Um, So that's one way that I work. And then um, the other way I work is through portals. Um, I call them portals because that's our universal language. Um, What it really is, is an opening of space. So if like you and I were working together um, and let's say I were doing straight Reiki on you, right? Because that's something we can kind of all understand. Like I put my hand up and I'm like, 
allow the energy to move and release and so on in your field. Well, this is tapping into your energy and opening a channel outside of you that allows everything to continue to flow mm. until it needs to be resolved. So um, after we've spoken in, in finding those sort of nuts, right? Like maybe two or three, like real, you know, um, that will help the client um, get out of what they want or into what they want, ideally both, right? Um, I set intentions and then I channel a series of healings for them to create this channel. It's a funny word to use, but it's like, a you know, that or a funnel that allows them to continue to like breathe in the energy that we've called in as long as they need to. Um, and, um, and I record it. That's where the art piece comes in. And so I open the shutter and I put lights on my fingers and I, and I, it almost feels like sculpture, right? Like I'm moving everything. Um, and I get into this state where I know it's not my energy at all. Like it's what's being given to them. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's one image in the series of healings that I do that typically comes forward to represent um, the entire whole of the healing. Um, and I talk about frequency when I talk about my artwork. Um, again, a word that's sort of a common language, but it's, again, it's getting you out of this and then into this new energy or this new state, um, by allowing that continuous flow to be like the new air you breathe. That's okay. sort of how I, how I see it. Okay. Um, and it helps people, which is like when I first started doing it, like I was always amazed, you know, like this is helping you. <laughs> but I've had people come back for more because once they're in that new, you know, place, now it's time for something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm still trying to get, I'm wrapping my mind around like the art that you're creating from this. Like what, what, does that look like? So it's a di digital image. So like you see me doing this, right? Yeah. Okay. And so actually I have um, like a group healing sessions where I don't record a visual image. Okay. I, I, but I do the same work, right? Yeah. With the group, whatever the group intention becomes. Okay. okay? Um, and um but what I, what I do when I make an image is I will put um, lights, where, however I'm guided, whatever colors, whatever, you know, just in certain places. And then I do this same work and I open the shutter and I record a series of images as I'm doing the healing. Okay. Um, and you shutter. You're talking about the camera shutter. The That's camera the shutter. Yeah, exactly. That I was like the the window shutter. Oh, I'm, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> That's why I'm just trying because I want people to understand what you do. Too. Yeah. So unique, right? Or different? I've never heard of that. So, yeah. Yeah, I got um. It's one of those things that you know um. Somebody else told me first that I was making these portals. And then um, I went to this retreat and I spent so much of my life. I feel like I referenced this earlier saying I used to be an artist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I when I I did this coursework around healing and when I left, like people would get on, you know, we would meet for like these business groups and people would say, well, art therapy is so important and you've worked with children. And and I would just like blanketly be like, no, I'm not. That's not, 
I, I'm doing this now, you know, I was just, and then something like opened and um, I just decided to experiment with this and play with it. And, um, and like I said, it was helping people. And so I, now it's like, you mean I get to like play with energy and, and help people at the same time? Like, that's pretty cool. I know it's amazing to do work that we actually have fun doing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone and us. (laughs) And don't get me wrong; like there are moments in those conversations where there are people with deep and heavy trauma that needs to be released. But, um, you know, and where the light language comes in is that it's, um, you know, because I speak it as well at the same time. It's like, it's just like healing and soothing. And there are even sometimes these moments where I feel myself almost laughing. Like, like there's a shift even just in the process of, of making it where it's like, you feel something burst open, you know? Um, And that's always really beautiful. So, yeah. So typically can, can someone get, like the healing they need in one session or is it over multiple sessions? So that's a good question. So, um, so assuming that we're talking about the, the, the portal work, right. Um, we do a session where we go deep and find those intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I'm actually creating is a series of, um, of healings. Okay. So what I'm actually channeling is a series of healings. And then there's one image that represents that. So that's done remotely, like without the client present. And then I have found that it's really helpful for us to meet again Mm -hmm. um, once they've received it and they start to get into the energy of it. um, Just to see how things are going, to see if there's anything that needs to be shifted in them. And then... I don't know how this will be received, but this is true. Um, I will call the image up and go back into the energy of the image to match um, whatever comes up in the session so that they can sort of continue to release and receive. And I'm telling you, I don't know how it works, just like we don't know how, I mean, maybe you do. I don't know how so many of these things work, but I just know what I, what I see, what I feel, what I experience, you know, and I can experience the energy that way. And, um, you know, so I know it's happening. Yeah. Well, beautiful. (laughs) When did you um, decide, because part of your bio is that you're a medical intuitive. So what, how, what, how did that come about? And is this all part of all of these things you're talking about? It is. It's a part of when I was learning the NLP and the DNA activation and the theta healing. Um, I also learned how to track energy. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just get information that way. So um you know, if you have a headache, um, you know, I'm just using this as an example, or even migraines, like it may originate in um, a completely different part of your body. And so I'm not medically trained, but I know that if there's, you know, let's say something in your um, sacral chakra, you know, um, then I'll go in and track it. Okay, does this have to do with digestion? Does this have to do with menstruation? Is this have to, you know, is does this have to do with an endocrine issue? And um, and energetically, we can clear that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, people people get results from that. Yeah. Um, it's sort of this. In oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to ask. So, um, when you're receiving the information, like what's your, what are your strongest clairs? Cause I feel, I mean, clairsentience obviously, cause you're feeling that energy, but I, are you getting it visually or yeah, which, how are you getting it? That's a really it? good question. Cause I feel like, um, I mean, this goes back to when I, 
first learned journeying, I feel like I'm, I'm an artist. I'm the one who's supposed to see the movies. Um, and one of the things, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you're in a cave and there's a woman inside, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I actually do with a lot of, um, a lot of people is they're looking to sort of become more intuitive. Um, you know, it's a really big, I feel like it's a need because once you know that you have it, it's like, you just want to surrender to it, open to it, you know? Um, and it's really hard to be stuck in the middle, you know? Um, but people will like that this is really help i feel like this is really helpful maybe for some of your listeners too because it's something that i do say a lot you know um i don't hear the words but i'm given the words and then i say them um i can feel something in my body and be like what's going on with your right shoulder you know um and I can feel energy releasing from, like, from somebody else's body. Um, I just, I channel, like, I can talk and channel, but it's not the same as hearing the words. They just come into my awareness, okay. you know? Yeah. Um, and then um, that's really, I would, I would say, my main is using my hand to feel the energy mirroring it sometimes mirroring it in my own body mm -hmm. and then getting the information and i feel like it is important for people to hear that because we have these like if only i could you know feel more physically if only i could see more if only i could you know well you know you're given what you everyone's given what they they need and you know it's possible to get more and yeah. yet like look at what you already have like it's so amazing right right well and I think that the more that people really hone in their natural clear abilities then the other mm -hmm. ones come online easier right mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah okay well so the the information or what you're channeling do you have any idea what realm that's coming from or what group or is it from source or what, where is it coming I from? I sometimes know specifically. So okay. I might get, um, you know, that it's a specific, like a parent or a grandparent of the person who I'm speaking with. Um, I'm, I, I sense when it's, an angel and I sometimes ask specifically which angel it is if, if I'm um, either if they want to know or if I, I sort of feel like I'm supposed to know, you know? Um, and honestly, I thought I, um, how do I want to say this? So I just want to go back to the light language for a minute because um, that is really powerful for me. And I, um, I guess I'm just going to share this. So when I first started speaking light language, like I know what mine sounded like. Right. And then there are some times, Oh, and that's another thing, like some people. So there was this woman who um, I was working with on her intuition and she said, I want to speak light language. And I was like, okay. And we, we did this stuff. I couldn't believe it. Like I swear it was a week later I was on Facebook and she was singing light language on like camera yeah. I was like oh my gosh this is so cool but the reason I'm telling the story is because every once in a while when I'm channeling light language um it's like my language whatever that is you know and it is I do feel like it's universal I, I don't feel like it's like we have language like you wouldn't understand me if I was speaking you know from a different like you said realm or you know part of the universe, whatever you, however you want to con conceive of that. Um, <clears throat> but sometimes um, I start pe speaking like a foreign language because it's there. 
yeah language you know so um so i don't know how that works but it's it's cool so um yeah so i think i think it's like um it's all of it i i i don't feel like um sometimes it's just like everyone it's just like it doesn't matter who it is this is what they're this is what we need to know and sometimes it's more specific you know so does that make sense uh, it does to me. Hopefully okay. The audience too. Okay. <laughs> because it makes sense to me. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I need to ask any more questions. About that. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so you had mentioned earlier that you had developed un or undiagnosed Lyme disease. So have you been able to heal your own body with these different methods? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I feel like this is another reason that I'm so um, passionate about helping other intuitive healers is because one of the things that happened through my training was a lot of practice. And so I'm not going to say that I did it myself. It's like, I'm learning to heal you and you're learning to heal me. Yeah. And there's something about when there are two people um, who come together it's like so much more powerful. So like while you're tapping into my energy and finding where my sort of whatever in my field needs to be cleared, I'm right there with you feeling around for it too. And that there, there's some magic in there. I feel like that's different from when, you know, you say, okay, I'm here. Can you heal me? You know, right. it's, it's, not that one is wrong and one is right or one is better or one is worse. It's just um, that's what it took for me, you know, to be doing that work on myself and to be actually, I mean, this is kind of huge. I feel like as you're asking me this question to say, I need help. This is my thing. Will you look, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I feel like I wasn't always a person who could do that. Okay. Yeah. But, you know? Yeah. Well, like, and yeah, it's, sometimes we don't have our voice and we've been conditioned not to ask for what we need. Or even more than that, like, what, what are they going to see? Like, what okay. if they find something that I don't, you know? Okay. Well, that's an interesting frame of reference and I guess like I, I need to you know like I'm good okay. you know this yeah. this is me <laughs> but to be vulnerable enough to say there's more in here and I and I need your help to find it yes you know yeah. um that you know that's a certain different kind of power surrender whatever you want to call it you know yeah. Sure. Well, so, okay. So can you give me just a couple of examples of how you've been able to help clients just so that the audience can know, you know, maybe if like, oh, that's something I need help with. Let me yeah. reach out to Liz. Yeah, sure. Um, so um, I have one client, actually, we did this with a, with a portal um, who was um, looking in her words to call in a twin flame. Um, and she was in sort of this in between situation um, with a certain person and um, like in a matter of weeks things fell into place in that relationship. Um, there's a lot of physical, um, physical things um, that have happened um, from, you know, um, like debilitating digestive issues. Um, even there was a time when I thought I was going to be helping women with pregnancy and I was able to help a woman conceive after she'd been trying for a long time, or we were, we were able to call in what was needed. I'd prefer to say. Um, and, um, 
and a lot of people, like I said, who have wanted to really step into their healing abilities. Um, you know, so that would, that would be, um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you've been doing this for a long time. And so it's sort of natural for you to be in this, but, um, you know, there are a lot of people with a lot of what if questions, like, Mm -hmm. what if I am this? What if I can, what if I can't, what does it mean to be a person who, you know? Um, and so there's like an emotional level of support. There's the energetic history that they carry. Um, there's their physical reality in this world that's giving them things that cause them to pause and hesitate when their soul is really telling them something different. And, um, that's really what, you know, what I love helping people with, but, um, yeah, um, a lot of physical things, like I said, as well, um, body pain, things like that. Um, yeah. So one of the things that um, that's I know about you, so you you help people with strategies for opening intuitive channels, right? So do you do that? Like, can you give us some examples without giving away like? The- oh, sure. Okay. So the biggest thing is trust. Um, okay. So I was working with this woman um, a while back. And I was um, given this example by one of her angels. And it really has to do with play, like, Mm -hmm. which is what I'm talking about now, which is, you know, I finally found that place for myself to help others. But like when you're a kid and you're building a little block of towers, Mm -hmm. tower of blocks, um, you take a block and you put it there and then you take another one and you put it on top and so on. Um, and then you're an adult and you want to build a little block of towers and you say, okay, well, this one's yellow and it has a letter A on it. And this one's green. And I don't know, because it says D on that sign, maybe we'll do the blue one first, right? You know, and so like a kid just builds this tower and that's, that's it. Cool. You had a tower. Let's knock it down. But you're like, hmm, uh, you know, maybe I can put two next to each other. And, you know, are they all level and even? Yeah. So when you're trying to open your intuition and it sort of goes back to what we we're talking about, like, do you hear? Do mm-hmm. you feel? Do you see? Is this thing yeah. going on? Is this my third eye? Like, it's all yes. Like, whatever comes to you, it's like, that's cool. I went, I started at the beginning. Like my mom was like, I was just thinking about you and answered the phone. That's your intuition, you know? Um, and then, you know, Oh my gosh, why do I have this $300 in my pocket? Put it on top and just keep like, everything is evidence that mm-hmm. you're using your intuition. You know, when you get that feeling in your gut, say, that's my intuition. Okay. I might need to stop for a minute and think about what that that's about but you know the more you trust it the more you're like living it right um and um you know every this is a weird thing to say I'm being kind of guided to say this like everyone wants to be nurtured right your intuition wants to be nurtured it wants to be saying great job I see you you're here with me let's do more of this you know um so that's one thing I would, I would say. Okay. I, well, that's a huge one because I think that people, they, they get so used to not trusting themselves or, or they're looking for external validation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so really learning to know you have all the answers inside of you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I just want to tell everybody that they're lovable because that's a big one too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Well, in our last little bit of time here, what else would you like to share? If you're guided to share any wisdom or if you want the audience to know something about you? Um, 
Hmm. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't mind letting people know that I do um, these events um, called Portal Magic, um, which I mentioned earlier, where we um, get together as intuitive healers and all are welcome, of course. Um, um and you know it's a safe place in fact i don't even record them for this reason it's a safe place to say um i want to work on this um thing or um you know people can share their struggles and yet the overarching tone is intended to be i want to get to this place and then um I do as I would do for a client for the group and we set intentions and I open the space and I hand it out to everybody. Um, and, and I'm really enjoying doing that. And so I'd like to invite people to join me for that. Um, I do have it posted on my Facebook page pretty regularly. So that's a great way to find it. Um, and I'm always happy to meet people who might want, like you mentioned, strategies, who might, might want some more specific strategies so we can get to know each other. Mm -hmm. And then um, together decide if I have any offerings that are um, right for them. Okay. So um, I believe I sent you a link for that as well. Um, but Facebook is always a great way to find me anyway. So. Okay, fun. For those listening or even watching, um, what's your website so that they can? Um, so the easiest way to get there is um, the nestled soul. It's all one word. T-H-E-N-E-S-T-L-E-D-S-O-U-L okay. um, dot com. Okay. The nestled soul dot com. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I just want to thank you so much for being here with me today. And um, for those of you watching or listening, make sure if, if you've heard anything, reach out to Liz. Um, she does work remotely. And so wherever you are in the world, she can help you. So yeah, thank, thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you. And for those listening or watching, I'll see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha.